Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Behind the Veil, uh, a show that provides insight on how to plan a successful event. My name is Keith Willard. I am the creator and host of the show, as well as an event planner here in South Florida. Today's show, we're going to be talking about how to take your business and your event to the next level. And there is a lot to talk about, and our guest couldn't be more appropriate and more specific and better for this than ever. So I'm actually going to go past my usual stuff and get right to... Uh, welcoming our Behind the Veil crew. So the first up is Marcy Gutenberg with An Affair to Remember by Marcy. She is our invitation and etiquette expert. Marcy, it's great to see you. Hello, great to see you, Keith. I'm so excited for today's show. You have no idea. I know, I know, right? I am too. And next is Brooke Logan Stoner, our fresh eyes of the group, our keep it real girl. And Brooke, you look amazing today. Oh, thank you. And of I didn't course. have to pay you $50 if we could say that. That's okay. No, no, you didn't. Um, and so our main guest is David Caruso. And David uh, is the owner of uh, Divine Events by David Caruso. And I met David personally um, a little over three years ago at the National Association of Catering Events, where he was doing a seminar on what the future of fabrics and colors, what the trends were going to be the next year. And his depth of knowledge was just incredible. But not only that, but his ability to disseminate that knowledge to everybody in the group was impressive. And then afterwards, of course, I went up and started talking to him, and he was so gracious with his time and with his information, only to find out later that he's kind of a big deal. Now, of course, Knowing David now, he's never going to say that he's a big deal, but he is. He's a big deal. He's been uh, a regular on talk shows as well as creating his own line with BBJ Lennon. It is really good to meet you or see you again, David. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. This is so fun. It's so Hi, good David. to see you, Marcy, Brooke, Keith. Hey, I know. welcome. I am so, so excited. And so I brought up the fact that you were on, you know, you're a regular. So FYI, just have happened to have a couple of pictures here. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, I love it. Of, of you on different talk shows. I mean, it's incredible to see your success. And that really actually kind of leads me into my first question. How did you even get started and, and why did you get started in this business? Ooh, uh, that's that's always a good question. First, I want to clarify one important thing. I yes. think you said divine, but should have oh. said dynamic. So dynamic. I just want to make sure. But that's oh, okay because dynamic. it's right here, so people can, oh, can look at it right away. <laughs> dynamic events by David Cruz. Well, luckily no you do your own live show, so you understand that there's some. Oh God, I hear clips. it. So, how did I get started? This is yeah. what this this is how it, it all began. So. Really, when I was, I grew up in Milwaukee, which is where I currently live, and I actually uh, went to Marquette University for uh, television broadcasting and visual communications. And at the time, I had a roommate who was a dance major at UWM, and she auditioned for Ed DeBevitz, which is a really fun, like, 1950s-themed diner restaurant. She told me, you should come. You should definitely audition Long story short, I did, and I loved the hospitality and restaurant business. I ended up being a manager at that location and started to implement a private party program for customers wow. at that location. And so kind of the combination of being in the restaurant industry, uh, always loving a good party, yep. um, and working with in kind of a unique restaurant format that was all about entertainment and having fun with guests. So it wasn't just about good food. Right. Um, I just loved it. So yeah, I ended that's up. Not, I, sorry to interrupt. But you said hospitality at DevEx, and I'm like, ah, because um, do you know where Huntley, Illinois is, sir? Oh, I, I, <laughs> I do. I there for 10 years. That's where I moved. I transplanted down here, so. Um, I oh, made cool. me cackle a little bit when you said <laughs> hospitality and then at DevEx. Yeah, exactly. Because, well, but we were even out there. <laughs> yeah, we were kind of sassy. So um, anyway, I, I started doing that party kind of division of Ed DeBevix, and it led me to move to Chicago and work in their marketing department. And I started getting a little bit more into marketing, branding, PR, um, store openings, kind of like the back end of what make restaurants go. And right. then eventually became the director of marketing for all three of the restaurant brands, including the very famous Gino's East deep dish pizza. 
Oh, so um, interesting. Yeah, so good. And some other brands. And there we were doing like celebrity appearances, grand openings, you know, traveling all over to, you know, lots and lots of different restaurants around the country. And that's kind of how I got into my business. Now, what ended up happening is on a uh, ride home on the L to Oak Park, the Green Line one night, I, Friday, I called my mom and I said, you know, I'm sitting here in the L and I'm just kind of thinking, I'm kind of had enough of this corporate world. And on Monday, I think I am going to turn in my resignation at work, come home and figure out how to open a business called Dynamic Events. What? And I know. It's so funny. It was so, it was like totally out of the blue. Yeah, I wasn't on the L. I was on a boat, yeah. but anyway. <laughs> same kind of thing, going somewhere. Yes, same kind of thing. Um, anyway, so, and was your mom instrumental in helping you start the business here as a support system? Definitely as a support system. My mom is very like creative herself. She, I definitely wouldn't have called my dad to tell him that. Um, so I strategically <laughs> called my mom first, uh, but she was she was you know super into it. Um, I, you know, I've always kind of had the. Uh, I don't think people doubted that I would make it work, so I don't think people were too nervous. Except my dad did say, you know, well, how how many weddings do you have to plan to pay your rent? Um, and one of the things I tell all the time is that my response to him was, Dad, I really do not have any idea, but we're about to find out. So, uh, yeah, so that was, and then last week um, started my 19th year. Wow. And then, wow. and then, of course, it led to like incredible visuals <laughs> like this. Yes. I mean, the fact, I mean, it, it's obvious that you didn't start out doing events like this, or did you? No. In fact, if you guys look um, at my latest or I think two social media posts um, previous, I uh, have a picture of my very first wedding and it said, you know, 19 years. Oh, my, how things have changed. And it was like a little tiny Eiffel Tower vase with like the ugliest like ball on top. (laughs) And I think there might have even been like a red, uh, uh, like sheer ribbon bow or something. I mean, no, you did and not. And was like, I'm sickening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, I've got linens to the floor. That's so awesome. Awkward. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you, you came a long way. Was there any time, any time that you said, you know what? I, I can't do this. I'm, I, I, I can't do this. I, I got to go back to the corporate world. I mean, because a lot of people are facing that right now during COVID, yeah. obviously. You know, you have to really love what we do to stick with it. I mean, was yeah. there ever a time that you were like, oh, I got to go. I got to stop this. <laughs> well, I, I mean, absolutely. The short answer is yes, uh, <laughs> many times. Um, and I think that it really boils down to um, like, I don't know. I, it definitely takes a lot of courage, I will say, but more importantly is knowing what your weaknesses are and focusing on how to improve. And that has, for me, that had nothing to do with like design and creativity and, you know, how to make something look great. For me, that was about learning how to be a better business person and figuring out the actual like ABCs of owning, running and operating a business that could stay in business. Um, So, you know, there were times when I thought, I don't know if I have all of this um, that it takes. And I think it really is just giving yourself some, you know, right now, the word we're all using is giving yourself and other people some grace. Um, I think that has a lot to do with it as you move through um, having a business like this. But it's not even having a business. It's just in any job you have, it's really kind of being okay with understanding maybe what your weaknesses are, focusing on who can help you move past them, who can contribute to your success to make up for those weaknesses. And then just really like accentuating the positive and, um, you know, highlighting the things that you are really good at. And, And I just, I say to people all the time, whether they're getting started or going through a bump in the road, Um, That if it really is intrinsically who you are and what you're meant to be doing, you know, the universe, it does align up for you and it 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 puts you in the place you're meant to be. And no one, not even COVID, my friends, can knock you off the track. 
And as, as Brooke would probably say, it's all about the contour. <laughs> it's all about contour, honey. Yes. You know, but, I mean. I was it, just going to say, find yourself a Brooke Stoner, you'll be fine. Keep it. <laughs> <laughs> so. But I mean, seriously. Relatable content. Well, and, you know, and the thing is, is that because I didn't, I didn't really know who you were before I, I met you at NACE. And, and I didn't even bring up during the bio because you don't like typical bio uh, intros. So I, I made it first person. So I hope that was okay. Um, but, you know, not you have a, a ridiculous amount of awards and appearances and, and now a, a new line with BBJ Lennon. Did, this, did that all start really happening over the last decade? I mean, did you or even the last four or five years? Yeah, I would really say like probably over the last five or six years, um, <clears throat> especially over the last four, even more so, which which is kind of what ends up to be exciting. You're like, hey, wow, you know, things you never know what's around the corner in this business. And I think that that's one of the coolest things about what we get to do in the industry that we all participate in. Yeah. Um, but I also think that there's... Um, you know, everybody wants to make sure that we're evolving, you know, that we're doing things different, that we're paying attention to what we love the most and what we want to do, how we want to contribute to our industry, to our culture, our communities, and also to just feed ourselves to, to do what we want to do. So, you know, some of the things is like TV started becoming involved in what I did, uh, the, um, you know, going around and speaking, like you said, where we met for NACE, became involved in what I did. And then this partnership with BBJ Linen for the past couple of years, you know, all of that just kind of made it more interesting for me. It made it more uh, intriguing to see, you know, where things could go. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it's, you know, always something different. So I want to talk a little bit about and and Marcy, please interrupt if I if, if you have a question. But you know, I want to talk about some of these glamorous, holy moly events because honestly, these are incredible. They're just stunning, and these are on like what in now. Pause on that picture for one second yeah. because this yeah, is yeah. the only thing about pictures that you can't tell. But what happened uh, for this was a, a wedding in a theater. And um, dinner was on the stage. Uh, the, the curtain opened to reveal the dinner setting to the guests as they were on the other side of the curtain. And as the curtain was opening, all of those chandeliers that you see were slowly lowered to music so no. that as, oh, as people were walking in, it was all coming down. Come Roll. on, budget. Come on. I was like, yeah, come on, budget. That's a jaw-dropper. Yeah. Mean, it's just, I mean, just the drama with it. I mean, and then look at this aisle. Mirror quality. I mean, that there's yeah. not as much in sight, honestly. So this, this was, um, if you're, you're looking right now at what is the other side of the curtain, and uh, the these are the orchestra seats that we built a stage over. So to be able to extend the use of space in that theater, you know, the, the stage is actually the most uninteresting place in a theater. It's really right. sitting in the grand house of the, the, you know, of these historic theaters. So we wanted the ceremony to be in that spot. Um, and so we built this stage over the orchestra seats. And that's what you're looking at now. Can you well, name the theater or no? Huh? Say it. Can you name the theater or no? Oh, yes. This was the beautiful, historic Riverside Theater uh, oh. in my hometown, Milwaukee. You know, because uh, I've done events here at the local um, uh, theater, and we built a stage over the seats, and they've kind of got that already kind of pre-done for a lot of events. But I haven't seen it over the orchestra, and it's just gorgeous. It's just gorgeous. And then, of course, let's uh, – let's. I mean, here's the overview. Oh, yeah. There's the curtain opening. <laughs> Wow. I mean, it's just incredible. But then you have like simpler stuff like this, where I'm like, I just want to eat this table. I just, <laughs> it's so delicious looking that I just want to so eat it. It's like, oh, I just, you know, love, interesting love, love. enough. This was, this was my last wedding that I did, uh, which was back in February, if you can believe it. Uh, which is kind of sad to think about, but um, at the same time, it's it's happy. This was uh, the daughter of my childhood babysitter. 
What? Wow. Make you feel old. Oh my God. No, I hate that. You know, I hate when I have. I wasn't born yet, so I wouldn't understand. Well, no, I mean, I have people that I've married 20 years ago, and now their kids are starting to like talk to me. And I'm like, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not doing your wedding. <laughs> um, wow. Oh, yes. Yes, I'm doing it. And I'm like, oh, I anyway. did such a good job at the Biltmore. And I look at these, I'm like, oh, ask my drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like, you know, and I just love the detail in this. I mean, look at this. I loved that. I mean, you know, this is a good example, too, where like the, um, I think for people in the industry, especially, you know, we we wanted to have something different over this dance floor and over the cake display. It was a much more elaborate. It had flowers in the original design and everything. But that was something where the client was like, we need to strike some things um, economically. And so let's just strike, you know, the dance floor, because I think that has less impact uh, right. or the least amount of impact. But I was like, you know, let's look at it differently. Let's just do the greenery. I actually think it matches the bride's style better anyway. It's just more loose and organic and, you know, not so contrived. And I really had to kind of, you know, walk them through it, but they realized that then the investment was definitely worth it. It was substantially less, but it actually was better in terms of how it matched the aesthetic that she loved. So that was just kind of an exercise in in talking them through uh, something like that, and this is what resulted, which was one of their favorite things of the night. Trust the process, well, and and that cake. I mean, what you see here on that cake that I I just I I know I would love it up close. I just you know love it. <laughs> now this one is a completely different like visual. I mean, it is striking to look at this. Is this a wedding? This is a wedding, and actually. Oh my God, I'll have to send you um, kind of the quick time movie of it later. But this is in the famous Milwaukee Art Museum. It's a Calatrava designed uh, part of the building. And um, we actually spent five full days erecting this crystal ballroom within the art museum. So that is like, uh, I can't remember now, it was a couple of years ago, how many feet of crystals, but it's obnoxious. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, something like two football fields length of, of crystals. And it, it stretched the entire length of the room. So we created a crystal ballroom within a room. That's crazy. Wow. And I'm of course, <laughs> uh, well, and of course, this is my favorite. I mean, yeah. I can't. I mean, the chandelier wedding cake. Um, what? I just love the fact that it's suspended. It's incredible. I mean, yeah. were you the first to think of this? Because I've seen, I've, I've seen it since. Obviously, I think it's been copied. Yeah. But I mean, um, the first I, well, saw it, saw it. any of us very rarely have an original idea, so I'm not going to yeah. say I was the first to do this. But um, I think I refined it. I saw, I, I saw <laughs> a, a picture of something similar, and it, it yeah. was just not white there. So I kind of worked with our creative partners to, you know, refine the concept of it so that it would, it would just have much more of a polished um, appearance. And it really is super cool. We, this is a great example of just for this one signature statement at this wedding, uh, right. the, the collaboration between the florist, the carpenter, the, um, uh, the rigging people, the lighting people, and the baker, you know, in order to get this put together so that the flowers could be inserted in between two layers and that everything, it just was like a huge collaboration just for this one piece. So that's one thing that I, I miss right now is, yes. is doing it's that with people. Well, you're the first on our show, and this is your original idea. You were the first. <laughs> I'll take it. Right, but during the age of COVID, I mean, I'm so excited to be starting to work on even little bitty weddings. Like, you know, I did a 12 person wedding last year, two weeks ago in New York. We've got another 30 person wedding next week in somebody's backyard. I'm like, I don't care. Thank God. Get right? out of the house. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because at least we're starting to use our creative process again. Because right. you know that does get dull over a little time, uh, over time, you know, you have to be kind of reinventing yourself. I mean, obviously you didn't do, uh, do this. I mean, those weddings are really spectacular. How many of those kind of big weddings do you do a year? Because obviously when I see that, I go, Oh, he's always doing big weddings, but that's not really the truth. Right. I mean, you're doing normal people weddings sometimes. 
Uh, well, the thing that's a little bit different about my business is that we do more than weddings. So we we have we do about twenty six events a year. Um, I am the lead. I have a I have a model that is unique because it it is me. So that's one thing that sometimes people misunderstand about what I do. But um, I am you know the lead person and the person that all of my clients work with right. uh, directly. But we do corporate events, some nonprofit organizations that we collaborate with for fundraising. Um, I do destination events for some clients as well, uh, and other social parties. So the weddings make up typically in a year about half of that. So maybe like twelve or thirteen. Right. Um, obviously, much different right now. Uh, but uh, and that's always a little bit of a balance too, because for me. It all depends on what the weddings are, the scale of them, the size of them, the scope. And that's really how I manage my calendar. I don't need to, you know, hit a particular number in terms of how many. Right. Um, it's more so like you said, that wedding at the theater or at the art museum, I can't do another wedding that month when I'm doing a wedding like that. So or, or like this. Yes. Oh my Jojo God. and Steven. Oh, love them. I am in love with this. I am in I love know. I told them, I said, can I just be in your wedding party so that I can stand under this? <laughs> it's just extraordinary. That's I would have been pacing like Charlie Brown. Like, da, 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 da. I mean, I, but, but that draping in the back to bring that circle down to make it kind of the Funny. focus is just, I mean, it's extraordinary to just see all the pieces and parts that were kind of brought together. And I see some cabinet cabinetry in the back. Was that part of the design or was that at the location? Was that, you brought that so in? I had those built. My carpenter built those boxes they're actually like window, they're kind of made as planter boxes. Right. And then for this, we put mirrors on top so that we could use them as more of a shelf. Right. Um, but this is one thing where I knew that I would use these. I had a wedding like the month before. So we used, we had them built then for that wedding. And then for this wedding and for my wedding, we used them. So it was one of those like shared expense projects. <laughs> I right. like to say, um, but what made this wedding most interesting is that uh, this was an example that we've all been through where you're in a room, in a ballroom, you have the ceremony that is very extensive, and then you have an hour and a half to flip the entire room. Yes. And, and every, there was, this is where people were ready to, I swear they were going to throw the glassware at me. <laughs> I, I had... Ah, <laughs> I had different glassware, like sets were different on the table. So it wasn't just like 350 settings that were the same. You had no. to like alternate and it was a mess, but we no. did it. You were so crazy. I love it. And then of course, this is kind of a different take. I mean, I, it looks like this is where in New York or is where, where is this setting? Cause it's obviously this is, somebody's. This is still in my hometown at a building. However, that is an empty alley. That is usually a drive through. So you, um, it's a courtyard in between those buildings and nothing that you see in that picture that's green or yeah. lighting exists there. It was all we we created an urban park. You can kind of see in the in the like upper right. There's like a, a white porch swing. Yes. Um, in the lower like lower center, there's actually a water feature. Um, but we moved all of that in everything: the soil, the soot, the trees. I can't remember how many evergreen trees. Um, but that was all. Yeah, you can see it closer up. That was all built in the alley just for this wedding. It's incredible. I remember when you were doing the updates for this on your Facebook page. That was amazing. Yeah. I, I just can't get over how much you brought in for this one event. It was just crazy. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Funny There's thing. no lights on the trees there, everyone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the funny okay. thing, Marcy. Was that too much for you, what, darling? Yeah. What would you say is your most indispensable tools that you use? Like, what, what do you gravitate towards to keep you grounded? Yeah. Uh, in terms of tools or to yes. keep me grounded? To, well, <laughs> I guess a two-step no. question. <laughs> two 
Yeah. Well, a couple of things. Um, one, just really funny, Marcy, about that one example of the park. Um, that literally started because when we walked into the courtyard, the father of the bride, who I, I know their family very well, they have five daughters and I've done four of the weddings. Um, he turned and he goes, well, you know, David, I don't like that. You can see the road, um, you know, because if you look down the alley, you could see the cars on a street, on a busier street. He goes, so let's just put some trees to, you know, block off the alley. Um, so that little bit of trees, and we joke about this all the time still to this day with that family, but his request for a few little trees turned into that urban park. I was gonna say a few little trees. <laughs> right. Wow. Um, so, but in terms of, um, so I'll answer that in a couple of ways. One, I would say, you know, one of my, a couple of my greatest you know, tools in the toolbox, I would say, is one I learned early on that listening is one of the greatest tools and assets to a really good wedding and event planner. Um, if you are a good listener and can pick up on conversations as they're happening around you, whether it's with your client, you know, wait staff, um, back of house, whatever it is, if you're a good listener and can pick up on things and respond and be helpful, you'll have this in the bag. Um, and the other thing is, and someone, we had a small corporate event last week on Monday and um, the client was like, I literally have never met someone in your position that is so chill and so calm and like poise under pressure. Yes. And I'm like, oh, I, I learned that like decades ago because I realized that people were saying that to me as I was getting into my business a couple of years, people were like, wow, you know, you're really laid back and calm about things compared to other people that, you know, are doing your job. And so I would say in terms of tools, those two things have proven to be like super, super valuable. Well, and, and I agree with that. We we hear that all the time, don't we, Brooke? It's like, I think know. that I was just going to say that as your, your, to me, your, because I can't. I'm like, get the, get, get the other gun out. I can't do that. <laughs> you are so patient and so kind. And I've seen well, because, you mildly upset when I would have killed someone one time yeah. in two years. I'm like, well, I don't understand. But so well, I mean, but that's, so cool, so calm. Your patience is a virtue. Well, and mm -hmm. that's part of why why we do what we do is because, you know, we, we somebody has to be calm. Somebody has to be because everybody else is going to be stressed out and, and going through it. And somebody has that's to why be. I do pretty things and don't speak. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but of course, you know, it's not true, but. <laughs> but, but then your own wedding. Yay. Oh, I, I mean, oh, my God. This, I have to tell you, this is not like my wedding. My wedding was on a, a glass oh, party. Oh, I, was I have to tell so you, I am like in awe of this. And of course, you, I would be worried about people burning themselves on the camera. I mean, on the candles. <laughs> <laughs> that you actually used real candles because I'm always like worried about it. But it you was know, like a roller coaster ride. Just keep your arms in. <laughs> right i mean it is it's kind of incredible and then you had and then of course i love this the visual on it yes oh. so let me tell you first of all adam is a high school theater teacher so um thankfully we both love like the production side of what he does and i do you know similar but different Right. And so we were really struggling trying to find a place to have the ceremony. We were going to do it at the public library, a new venue opened. We were going to do it there. And we were just really, really struggling. And so um, it was getting kind of like close to <laughs> the time to send out invitations. And we still didn't have a place. And I'm like, don't worry, you know, it's going to fall into place. And, and we were so lucky. This is the most historic theater in our city called the Pabst Theater. And right. they gave us special permission to have our ceremony on stage. And the backdrop of the theater, it was totally Adam. And, oh, my God, I should have sent you the video. But, Brooke, are you ready for this? This is You're going to have a total FOMO moment. I hope so. <laughs> for <laughs> our entrance. <laughs> yeah. For the entrance, we rose up from the floor. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I wish. Oh, I, I didn't know that. That's, that's, amazing. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. The orchestra oh, pit. Oh, that's oh. amazing. Oh, my God. Keith, all my wedding plans scratch that. We're going to just do all these. 
Yeah, I know I love it. and handkerchiefs, honey. Well, what, yeah, I love also, what I love is that I see the same window boxes that you used before, yep. but now used in a different way. I mean, way to rethink that. I love that. It's incredible. Yep. And we stole things that I loved from other things we've done. Like, for example, the same thing as we were coming up from the orchestra pit, those chandeliers were coming down above the audience. Um, and that was something that you saw in the other wedding that I wanted for our own. Um, but the other thing about our event is that people didn't know where they were going. So we didn't <laughs> tell people where it was. We brought oh, them to a hotel cool. and put them on coach buses. Oh, and then oh, on wow. the bus, yeah, on the bus, oh, we wow. recorded, we pre-recorded a video that showed on the TV screens uh, and said, you know, you don't know where you're going, but we're so excited you're here, blah, blah, blah. And then they got. Oh, they knew they were going to someplace that can honey and having a great time. Come on, they knew. (laughs) Those children are not concerned. You don't go to a David (laughs) Caruso event thinking "Ah, his own wedding is going to be. Absolutely. And what is. I want to see the video of this whole. Yeah, I'll I'll send it to you. (laughs) Call me up for. Right. And what is this? What are are we looking at here? Are you unveiling like the the cocktail dinner? Yes. So we went, so the ceremony was in the theater and then the lobby of the theater is beautiful, but because people came on to stage um, through the back, you know, we wanted to make sure they could see it. So then we had co- the cocktail reception in the lobby of the theater, went back on the buses, brought them back to the hotel, had dinner in what's the, the bar of, the, of right. the hotel, the Monarch Lounge, and they gave us permission to transform that for dinner. And then we took people upstairs to what we call the Come Alive dance party. And this wow. is people entering the, the Come Alive party. Wow. I mean, oh, and I, oh, I thought I had one more picture of it. Nah. Wow, I mean, that's, that's kind of incredible. I mean, the whole idea- Wait a second, you're not showing the naked guys? Oh, I, well, maybe I'm over here. Hold on. I may have- I actually may have naked guys here. I, I didn't twist that in my head. I have to tell you. The one I was telling you before, but um, I don't think Rick was on. Oh, I don't have the naked guys on David, the, the oh. inside of your jacket. Yeah. Was all deck. I mean, the two of you, just you and Adam had these these matching inside jackets. It was just out of, like, crazy detail. I mean, they're yeah, trying we, to get that detail. We wanted it to be, uh, we kept saying, we wanted it to be really an experience for our guests. Um, We knew, you know, for us, it was going to be an amazing, like, spiritual experience and and everything from that wave. And we wanted it for our guests to be, like, equally of an experience. And we kept saying, we just want it to be an explosion of joy. And so what our our Save the Dates were, uh, like you said, Marcy, from the inside of our jackets, we did this photo shoot of us all dancing in these crazy fun dance poses. And that was a part of the... um, Save the date. And then our jacket liners were us in those dancing poses. I so love Couture and Vogue. It really was. It was beautiful. It really was. It was also a nice memento to have after the fact. Oh, yeah. Right. Because it's it's yours. And, and you know, it's not going to be replicated. Or if it, it is replicated, it's going to be, a you know, obviously a huge props to what you did. I mean, it's oh, yeah. incredible. We, now I'm, I'm now keep talking because I'm going to pull up the picture of the naked guys because I got to show. Oh, people. good. Oh, yes. <laughs> show, we can do I know. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't bring up the picture of the naked guys. I don't understand why I wouldn't because that's normally my thing. <laughs> yeah, I would say <laughs> well, because it's not Friday, darling. That's why I, I thought that was going to be the show opener. Oh no, no, no! I, I, obviously, I wanted the dramatic mirror actually to be the show opener, but just seeing some of your stuff now. The interesting. I mean, I would find this interesting because obviously this is something that you're very proud of. You know, all of these events are really dramatic and gorgeous. Um, what do you say to uh, couples that approach you and go, can you replicate that for me? But here's my budget. <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, for me, I learned, uh, I'm going to stop looking because I want to talk to you. Okay. Uh, before. <laughs> It will happen before the end of the show, people. That's don't a huge compliment to me. Um, <laughs> not, even my, yeah. not even my assistant says that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> so I, at some point, um, realized that 
you know, I, I wanted to be able to make a certain amount of revenue. I wanted to be respectful of my time that I was putting into events. And I quickly realized doing this that, you know, you have to put value on your experience, your expertise, your skill set, um, yeah. and what you can do for people. So I, um, you know, at the beginning, of course, it was a different story, but I got to a point where I knew I needed to set a minimum. So right. I uh, ended up like maybe in my, maybe in like my sixth or seventh year business started setting minimums for what I would do. And I also never really wanted to be the kind of person, not that there's anything wrong with it. It just didn't fit the model I was going for that right. did packages, you know? So I, don't, I, don't, I either do it all or I don't do it. So I've always done that. And then as the years have gone, my, uh, my minimum budget to work with clients has gone up a little bit, not much actually. Um, and then I charge a flat fee, a flat percentage of the overall wedding budget. So that's how I earn my coordination fee. And quite honestly, that hasn't really increased much either. It, although... Um, after COVID, it is um, for 2021 events, just because it hasn't in like, I think, six years. Right. So so talking about COVID, I mean, it all came, for me it was March 13th. March 13th was our, was our last major event. We had been doing back-to-back weddings. I mean, the oh, was that? Because the last time we worked together was the 11th, darling. So what did you do behind my back? Weekend of the 13th. <laughs> anyway. So, so Jen, you know, and we were back-to-back weddings, January, February, March, because that's really, you know, South Florida, that's our, that's our season. And mm-hmm. it all came oh, to us. It started in October, actually. Did, did you have those big, big events that came that all of a sudden now you had to reschedule them all? Did you, were you responsible uh, for it? Right? Because you, it looks like you had some incredible venues. So I, I'm assuming that it's not like where I can go to a hotel and say, excuse me, can you just shift that date? Right. It was really challenging. We, we, that first round of having to change dates was like so painful um, because really we only thought it was going to be maybe a couple months. So we, we took like, um, I think it was, oh yeah, a June wedding and moved it to August. I mean, that's like how confident we were. Um <laughs> And then we were like, oh, okay, this is getting not so great. Um, so, you know, Brave yet controversial. <laughs> yeah. So there were a couple examples where we had to postpone twice. Um, and then everything got, you know, moved to uh, 2021 ultimately. And, you know, the hardest thing really was like having to work through it with clients because it was so hard because they were upset about it. They were totally graceful and wonderful in how we dealt with it together. But it's just so sad that that's, you know, how it had to be. And really, honestly, I will tell you, and this is where some people like think, oh my God, I can't believe it. But for me, I was really upfront with people. And I was like, you know, you're making a significant investment you want this number of people there to celebrate with you for a reason because they're important. And I really am not sure that I would guide you towards having a wedding that, where people are wearing masks and gloves and all of that because it just doesn't seem like that's what you want. So I was okay with, with doing that um, and I felt it was the right thing to do. And instead of trying to push people into a situation where Ultimately, they would have been like, this is weird. You know, people don't know if they can hug me and I'm the bride. <laughs> and, you know, and, and actually, uh, I've seen people use examples of uh, bracelets that were red, yellow, green, red being don't touch me, yellow being okay, six feet away, and green, like bring it in kind of thing, you know. Um, right. And of course, you know, people have transitioned to, you know, uh, bedazzled masks. And so I, I have had clients that are like, let's make it work because I don't want to right. make a wedding date. And I have the other half that were like, absolutely not. I don't want to see a single mask. And, and, and of course, both of them are right. And that oh, yeah. part is that they're both yeah. right because it's right. their event. Right. You know? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, it's like anything else. It really is just respecting what other people's choices are while also listening to your own. Um, you know, there, I think that's been a challenge for people that, you know, 
of course, we're desperately struggling to um, make revenue. And a lot of people um, might not ultimately be super comfortable in some of the positions they've been put in, but you know they're doing it because they want to keep their business. And that to me has been really, really, really hard to see. Um, and it's, there's not a right answer. I get that too. I really do. That's the end result. Like, what is the compromise? Right. Yeah. What is the compromise? And it's so funny. People on Facebook are like, oh yeah, I still don't know how to greet people even today. And it's, it is so true. And of course, trying to be, have the crystal ball for our, 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 you know, brides is really difficult because they want you to, they want to be able for us to say, this is what's going to happen. Well, we don't know. We just don't know what's going to happen. And, and honestly, we won't know for probably five or six months and, and fingers crossed that all, everything goes well, but you know, we're in unusual time. Now, this is where I'm jealous of you guys in South Florida, because guess what season we're entering like winter also, but winter here is a heck of a lot different. True. Yeah, yeah but my, like my, just coming out of fall though, where the ch- colors change, and it's like the most beautiful time yeah, of year. I feel like really, up there, we're oh, really so beautiful. We're really entering the phase of being. But it's cold, honey. It's cold up there. You know, we're really in the phase of being able to do outdoor events, and I'm super excited about that because I yeah. there's nothing better than a South Florida winter wedding. Oh, it's the best outside. Yeah, you know, I come down there then. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's let's talk about something happier. Let's talk about the this linen that you have developed with BBJ. I mean, these are beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Um, so what are we looking at here? What what is this? These are examples from my Palm Beach Chic collection, which is perfect for South Florida, I might yes, say. I just say yeah, BBJ was a great partner in this. Um, they have a designer series that they launched a couple of years ago. Um, and I was um, the first asked to participate, but ended up being the third launch. Um, so this has been super cool, Palm Beach Chic. So I came up with two collections and Palm Beach Chic was because this is the lifestyle I want to have. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one um, is called Vita Toscana Collection by David Caruso. And I chose that because of my family heritage and my love for all things Italian. Um, well, but they've been great. Right. Yeah, bright colors, fresh colors, very like tropical, but yes, cool. Like I love this. I love it. There's like the eyes. right, the right shade too. It's not like overpowering. It's like yeah, I love that. I actually used this linen recently for a photo shoot that we did. You remember? Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. So we did this for an opening of a of a, a restaurant where we were doing a photo shoot of, and so I used this linen. I loved it. This that linen, the Boca, uh, that that linen of the palm leaves was uh, that's my dedication to Adam because he's like a Golden Girls freak, and very <laughs> that. When I first met him, like literally, he tried to uh, replicate that bedspread of the palm leaves. Um, so. Oh, I would have loved to put in the fly on the wall in that conversation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. Yes, let's make our bedroom golden. <laughs> what? Uh, and then, um, okay, so then when, a button or not a button? <laughs> I love this. I love, I love the intricacy. I love the freshness of it. I love, you know, but I have to tell you that some of these linens, if as a as a planner, sometimes I'm like, oh, how do I get this to match in a room yeah. of like 20 tables? Um, right. But you do oh, such a beautiful like job, such a beautiful job. The cool thing about it is that when I designed the collection, I intentionally pick patterns that I felt would easily be mix and matchable. So like, I hate things that all look the same anyway. So right. I love that in this collection here, we're starting with Vita Toscana, but with either collection, I made the patterns and colors so that you can like put them in the same room uh, and mix them up. And even the napkin with the linens and things like that. So it was intended to be kind of a mix and match kind of thing. And then this is your next, your next uh, collection, the Toscana. Right. This is Vita Toscana. Yep. Um, another great collection that I love. Much more, you know, warm and earthy, very different. I think the only state that my collections have not been shipped to. So people, I'm telling you, Precious. before January, if you're in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just happened, I think we're taking a boat there. 
Yeah. I can't say all 50 states because they haven't gone to Alaska. I think I'm just going to like throw a party for someone in Alaska so I can say all 50 states. Well, I just know someone that can carry that in their luggage for you, darling. Just give me a okay. <laughs> I, I'm going to Alaska this year, but uh, it's our second or third time up there. But you know, I just, I just, ah, oh, this one, I adore. Lawrence, I want to make a cape oh, out of that. Right? I just love that. That's it's beautiful, chocolatey and delicious, and I, you know, and I love the fact. Very warm. Right, and I, felt, I love the fact that you paired Ooh, it. I'm, I don't know if I'm lagging. You know, I have that lag because I have to see what's going on on my television set, not in front of me because of the bright light. But whatever's on right now that is stunning yeah. with the with the clear chair yeah it's stunning that linen is called florence and it resulted from a different sequin cloth that i originally was doing but uh when they was going through the testing of washing it was okay but the shipping they're like david these linens are so heavy there's no way we can ship them easily so this was actually number two out of the sequin collection and it turned out to be like a Casey, you won't be bringing that to alaska darling not that one yeah i know i won't be <laughs> but i mean so did bbj approach you and go hey david we have this really great idea and then i mean that's a lot of pressure honestly to think about uh, Here's the here's the learning moment. Here's the learning moment. Okay, um, so it was at um, Wedding MBA in Las Vegas, and right. I was giving a, a session on trends. And some of the folks from BBJ were in the audience. And then after the class, they came up and said, "You know, we'd love to take you out to dinner tonight. We have an idea we want to talk to you about." So I said, "Sure." We met out for dinner on the Strip, and they we were chatting and they said, I know the, the ladies from doing work with them for so many years. And they said, so we have this idea. We want to do a designer collection and we want to ask you to be the first one. Oh, and pressure. I, so the Let's moment see. that was happening is like in my brain, I'm thinking, why are you asking me? Like there are people in this world who are doing like crazy celebrity weddings and over, totally over the top multi-million dollar weddings. And you're asking me to be the first in the, your designer collection. So that was like the, in the mind thing. But of course I just said, I'd love to, you know, let's do it. So right. it's, it's just one of those things where we just cannot let self doubt make our decisions. My, I, I always say yes. That is like the number one thing, you know, is that you say yes to opportunities and then you figure it out, but don't ever say no to something because you never know where it's going to take you. Exactly. You know, especially with something like this, because now it's being used by designers and event planners all over the country. And how incredible is it to see your design in so many different places? Because that means you've had an, in, an influence and an effect on hundreds of uh, or thousands even of events. I mean. Yeah, it's so cool to see the pictures popping up on social media. And, you know, I just think that what BBJ did in this designer series, I'm not the only one. I think there's six collection or six designers and, and a few collections um, that they ended up with as a part of this program. And so I give them a lot of credit for um, for doing that because it gave a lot of us, like you said, a platform that I never would have been able to, you know, figure out how to how to start producing, well, designing, producing, sewing, distributing, cleaning, packing, right. you know. It was, now, it was so, I, I love it. But now you're gonna do signature styles by David Caruso. So yes. I mean, I know that this is in the design phase right now, but I'm I'm super excited about this because one of the things that you know I have to answer all the time for my bride and grooms is, you know what do I get my bridesmaids or my groomsmen or what do I get somebody in the wedding party? And I'd love the fact that you're going to start helping people do this. Yes. So tell, um, tell everybody a little bit about what, what this concept is. Yeah, yeah. Oh yes. So signature style by David Caruso.com is an existing website. And right now the linen collections are living on it. Um, but what it will become uh, uh, soon in uh next year is going to be a, cura a curated collection of my personal favorite gifts to give people. And um, it's going to be all things that are not available on places like Amazon. They are going to be you know, carefully crafted. I thought I was going to say Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> you have me at Amazon, baby. I'm good. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, carefully crafted just for signature style. So there'll be things that you can come to signature style for that won't be available uh, anywhere elsewhere. in the world, which is so special. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, so yeah. I'm in the process of selecting our first round of of offerings for gifts, but I I can't wait for this. I think it's going to be really really cool. I, well, I'll send you my shoe size, my ring size, right. all those things. Um, so if you need funny. someone to help model or you know just try things on, let me know. I'm here. Well, I love it. And I love the fact that it's going to be stuff and that is affordable for people too, yeah. because, you know, especially now it's like finding unique things uh, that are, are great for your, your friends and your family. It's, it's harder than ever because, you know, we've gotten used to Amazon to be honest. Right. I go on Amazon and I type in bridesmaids gifts and then, you know, I'll start yeah. looking through them and it just takes forever and ever and ever. So, you know, if I have a designer that I really enjoy like you, I'm going to go to your website and go, okay, no, I'm not wearing any Amazon today, honey. I, got, I, I pulled up the good stuff. The tag, yeah, the stuff. Yeah, like, like, it's going to be stuff like people know that I love too, like lapel pins and pocket squares and socks and handbags. And like, those are the easy things too that you can still yeah, keep for that memory. Exactly. Honestly, and it's not going to be like, oh, I got to like have a, the whole top left side of the closet to store this. So right. that's really, you know. So I have to ask Lovely. you about the deer head. <laughs> Oh, I'm completely, I'm completely, I keep getting, it's not like so masculine. I mean, it's so butch. It's like, I know I was like, there's this deer head behind you, but it's all, I get it though. So <laughs> it is. So, it's, it's this nice. is I, I turned the corner of our dining room into kind of where I do my remote stuff from because yeah. just coincidentally, my dining room kind of matches my brand with the black, white, and red, although the rest of my house is totally not that. So I found a little cozy corner in the dining room, and we actually, like, moved in the studio lights and cameras and stuff. So the dining room now is kind of, like, reserved for this. But uh, we've had that on the wall. I think that's from um, Z Gallery. Oh, yeah. And, okay. Yeah, yeah. Not and I'm Amazon like, and here's our deer head. I know, it's <laughs> awesome because you got kind of a Santa Fe vibe going on the right-hand side with the pictures. And I mean, it's it's just, I just, it's interesting. I just like it. <laughs> it's interesting. And of course, you, you say studio lights because I, I'm, this is, you're, this is not real. <laughs> I'm just telling you, none of this behind me is real. I'm I'm sitting in a, a, a on a desk in my upstairs bedroom. So the magic of technology. I'm yeah. telling you, I love technology. Well, okay. am I the only one in a real living room right now? I think so. Hey, I'm in a. I'm I was in a like Sam and Martha Changer background, which I love, by the way. But I wanted to go play that piano. That's funny. I was like chopsticks. <laughs> so, so, David, what do you see? Because obviously the world has changed dramatically. What do you see as some of the trends that we're, we should be expecting for 2021? What are some of the yes. things that you see coming up? Like fabrics, oh. colors, uh, event styles, anything that uh, you kind of have your ear to the ground to? Well, I think more so than ever, entertainment is going to be key. Like, People want to celebrate. They want experiences that create more of a sense of togetherness and meaning than ever before. So, you know, for me personally, what I'm excited about is I feel like it's going to be the entertainment factor is going to be certainly huge on every level. Right. Um, I definitely think that a real like approach to interior design, like very comfy places, um, very warm environments um, is going to be also very key. And really the storytelling component of it is going to be bigger than ever, I feel too. Um, so, you know, the details, we always say the magic is in the details, but I think now moving forward more than ever, it's going to be about creating those environments that have meaningful details, places for people to connect, um, experiences that are super unique. And a lot of that is going to have entertainment value that is meant to be special, um, more so than just extravagant. That's, I, I, that's kind of I, what I, I think. I couldn't agree more. I mean, more and more, I mean, perspective is everything. And I think that if, if 
our current world hasn't done anything. It's given us perspective about what is important in our lives, you know. And and the other side of this is I started I start to see people have a, a real excuse not to go to a wedding before you felt kind of obligated because it, <laughs> their wedding or they went to your wedding and they work with you in the office and now people are like you know I. I can't go because I have elderly, you know, or, or I don't want to travel or, you know, so um, I think that there, there's a byproduct there that uh, more and more people, you know, are going to stop inviting the masses and only invite people that really mean something mm-hmm. to them. And in exchange, obviously have this kind of event that would be very meaningful to people. You know what that means? Right. It's more authentic. Let's play cards for me. <laughs> right, more authentic, and then of course, I, I, and and being able to do offsite events at places that are are mean something to the person, like you know, um, uh, maybe a park that they grew up in or a church that they grew went to as a family. I mean, I'm starting to see kind of that trend with with future clients, and and are you seeing that as well? Kind of a draw to home. Oh yeah, I definitely think a draw to to home. I think. Um, you know, I think you guys are used to all the outdoor. Um, it is something that's super popular for us too, but I think even more so like just the idea of it being more like nature focused and outdoor environments that are, you know, like amazingly beautiful with views and settings and scenery that you just can't get inside. Um, and I just think that it's still a focus on unique places Um, There are things about COVID that are probably not going to go away that have to do with, um, you know, safety, sanitation, and the way we do things, Good, um, which I I think is good uh, for sure. My my biggest hope is that, like, we as an industry just promote more than ever just the sense of hospitality and taking good, kind care of people. And I think that we have such a huge opportunity to just shine in that regard. And that's what I'm most excited about. I am most excited about taking care of people in a way that is beautiful, fun, exciting, engaging, but also just meaningful. Um, So that's what I'm looking forward to. Well, and, and, you know, what the, one of the reasons that we even get into this business is because of those interpersonal relationships, being able to see two people celebrate their love. I mean, when I, because my, and I'm, I'm kind of like you about 50% of my, my company is is weddings, but the other side is corporate. And I find that, you know, people want to feel proud about their event also, you know, and those connections are still important. You know, those face-to-face connections are still important, even in this world. And I'm hoping that the future brings that kind of back to us. I mean, I, do you, do you feel like technology has always got a foothold now in, in the future of, of events? Like our zoom weddings, just part of, of the world now where we can include grandma and grandpa. Like uh, I, I mean, I definitely think that the technology component is a good thing. You know, there's, there's definitely things about that that will for sure stay. And, and also now a way that we can sell an enhancement. Um, I think for us, it also allows an opportunity to sell something that um, really is actually a benefit to clients that allow like grandma and grandpa, if they can't to be there for example, but other things that you can do with, with, um, you know, virtual components of events that um, just aren't about like guests attending, but there are super cool things that we can, you know, sell for virtual components that I think are going to be an enhancement to our industry and our business too. Um, And I I think that that definitely is going to be part of how we all move forward and pay attention to. But the other thing that I am really hoping for is that the the sense of collaboration is even more enhanced. Um, I mean, we have people in our industry who are just really, really struggling to keep it on and to keep it going and to, to be able to come out of COVID and the pandemic. And we all have to be able to help each other and, uh, you know, lift each other up. And the collaborative spirit, I think, is going to be more important than ever um, to realize that it really is about the greater good. And I think that um, sometimes in our industry and in every industry, to be honest, you know, people sometimes lose track of that. But I really, really hope that we can all push each other to to have more of a focus on that, too. 
Well, and that is a great place to end the show. Oh, well, if I may. David Caruso. Yeah, I David Caruso. Oh, my God. You were incredible. And thank you so much for sharing your wealth of information and just your joy with all of us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and thank you, Marcy Gutenberg, with an unfair to remember by Marcy. Marcy, it's always great to see you. And then, of course, Rick Logan Stoner. We love you as well. <laughs> Next week, we are going to talk about all things wedding dresses and tuxedo. So uh, we're going to, we, we are lucky enough to have a wedding dress designer, which we'll be announcing uh, tomorrow because today is today. And then as well as uh, a tuxedo shop that's just open in Miami that you will not want to miss, but every Tuesday at two right here again, thank you to my guest dynamic events by David Caruso, Brooke Lippen Stoner, Marcy Gutenberg until next Tuesday, everybody say goodbye. Thanks guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.